the One Two Football Podcast. The voices of tomorrow here today. Is Dean Smith the man to take Aston Villa forward? I don't think so. Why can't Everton break into the top four? Oli Gunnar Solskjaer will lead Manchester United to a Premier League title. He just needs time. Hey guys, welcome back to the One Two Football Podcast. I'm Nathan, and today we are talking all about the new managers arriving and returning to the Premier League. As usual, I'm here with Ollie and Kieran. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've still got a little bit of chuckles from that um, little blooper that you guys didn't get to hear or see. Um, but nah, um, I'm good. I'm a bit bored. I always find the international break very boring. Um, so I'm excited for the Premier League. Actually, I don't know if I am excited, to be honest, because West Ham could <laughs> absolutely spank us one. But um, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, last one till March. Very, right. very relieved about that. So plenty of... Premier League football. I think now there's a lot of like a lot of those double game weeks. Nakate's in charge, and I've definitely lagged there, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> They're certainly going to be. So I can't fully not aware of what the fixtures are this weekend to be, to be perfectly honest with you. But we are definitely going to see three new managers in charge, all English, which is I feel weird for the English league, surprisingly. But three new English managers, obviously two that we are very familiar with managerial-wise and one we are very familiar as a player that we know has been a manager but obviously most known as a player so we'll probably start with him Steven Gerrard to Aston Villa I mean firstly and we're going to touch on on Dean Smith later on do you feel it was fair that Dean Smith got sacked? Kieran you can go first if you want um I've got a mate who's a Villa fan so he was like very personally associated with him and he thought it was unfair considering everything that Dean Smith has done that he should at least be given the opportunity to try and turn things around. The trouble is though is it's the Premier League is so cutthroat that if you lose three or four games in a row and I don't think they've won since they won at Old Trafford. Um, So when you go that long without a win and you're kind of last season the expectation wasn't necessarily there for Villa because they survived on the last day of the season but once they did so well, your expectations of them go up, including us, because we will put them to finish um, quite high up in, in our predictions for the Premier League table. So when you consider that as well, I think another part of it as well was the system that really wasn't being effective. It was the chopping and changing of the back five to the back four, the popping out of players in certain positions and transfers not really taking off people like Emi Gwendia and Leon Bailey. He's obviously had that performance against Everton, but that's kind of it. Morgan Sanson as well is someone who's not really done anything since he joined. Um, so I, I can kind of see where the ideas come from. And I think considering how quickly it came about that, you know, Gerard was appointed, I'd imagine that they'd been thinking about it for a, at least a few days, probably a few weeks. Um, and similar to kind of the Brendan Rodgers thing with Leicester, you think someone's had so much success in Scotland um, with kind of progressive attacking football and how they play and how they recruit. I think it probably was the right thing to do, similar to what Spurs did with Conte, knowing that he was available and able to be convinced. You know, it, it is perhaps a bit of a an upgrade almost. It is certainly interesting. I was of the mind that Dean Smith wasn't the person to take Villa forward with these new expectations being at the time the third richest club now the fourth because of Newcastle but I, I wasn't I wasn't aware that I, I had a lot of faith in him to do well but I thought 
he probably wasn't the guy over. I, th I thought he'd get a chance to, to do this. When you lose, I think it was four games, five games in a row, mm. especially with that high expectation. You spent a lot of money in January, so you recouped a lot of it with Grealish. But it, it, I, I just want to, maybe because of bi weird bias, I, I think Dean's a good manager, but probably not to the level Villa want to be. And now Jared coming in, I think for Jared personally, this is the perfect job. Um, because it's that he probably would never going to make that jump from Rangers to Liverpool. And we all know Gerard's end game is Liverpool. That's where he will probably end up if this goes well. But Oli, do you think coming into Villa, he is the right fit for the club? Um, firstly, I just want to say I, I can see why Dean Smith was sacked. But at the same time, I think you have to look at the fact that you know, he did lose Grealish, a massive pivot part. A lot of his new signings did have a lot of injuries and the inconsistency in the team that was changing wasn't helping him. But at the end of the day, he is a manager and, you know, he has a whole squad to you. So I can, I think five games, like I said, is very cutthroat. So I think you can argue it was harsh, but at the end of the day, yeah, he might have taken him as far as he could. Um, in terms of Gerard, I think it's, it's going to be an interesting one without a doubt. He could have stayed at Rangers and made an absolute dynasty and like Celtic won back-to-back -back titles, he probably could have done something similar there. Um, I think he probably moved because there's a bigger chance of European success in the future with Villa. Not now, but in the future. Um, I think Rangers, you know, they don't do great in like Europe and stuff like that. And I think Villa have the the building works in place to be able to push on and actually do something maybe like Leicester and build a club and actually go forward to make themselves a proper threat. I do think it could be a slight risk in the same way that Lampard didn't succeed. And I know he's not gone to Chelsea. Chelsea is much more pressure, much less time to make an immediate impact. But I think there's still a lot of pressure on him because of who he is, how he's done at Rangers and the form that currently Aston Villa on, they need to have a quick change. And if it doesn't go well, it could be quite detrimental to him. So I think it is a risk, but I, I think it's probably, I would have taken it if I was him. It, it, Aston Villa are a great club. Um, they've got amazing platforms to move forward on. And for me, I think the biggest bonus for him is Aston Villa no longer have a manager that has relied so much on Grealish. He yeah, wasn't what? there when Grealish was there. Sorry, he wasn't there when Grealish was there. <laughs> so he he's not a manager that's having to, this season, change the tactics to build around as a team instead of a unit of one. So unlike Dean Smith, I think he actually has that advantage that he didn't have Grealish. So he doesn't need to change from relying on him to not having him. Yeah, I think one thing everyone, obviously everyone knows about Gerard is he's a leader. You know, but, you know I should mention he's probably, he's my favourite football player, so I might be a bit biased here. But he, he is a leader. He captained that Liverpool side for so long. And he came into Rangers and automatically the whole thing was because Rangers weren't the Scottish champions like they were here. They hadn't won the league for a, a longer than 10 years, 10 years, I think, since they'd been relegated to League Two in that whole financial um, problem. So they, they were not the Rangers we know now, or we knew of the past. They, these, this was a not a good team. They'd just been beaten by some team from Luxembourg in the European qualifiers the season prior to him coming in. So what he has done has turned Rangers to a team that had quite low standards. They were bringing in a lot of players. Kind of, I know Gerald kind of brought some older players in, but you, their defence was like Felipe Senderos and players like that. who were just way past it. Clint Hill and, and those guys. He set standards, brought in young players. He made Morelos a fantastic player, one that we will probably recognise from the Scottish League now. So what he did was kind of change the, the standard at Rangers. And while tactically, a lot of it actually comes down. This is what I think was a great business decision for Aston Miller come from one of his coaches called Michael Bill. He's one of the people that Gerard relies on for that tactic stuff. And whereas he is more of a, a manager, you know, he manages things, whereas 
Michael Beale is, is the guy who kind of sets things up and obviously Gerald will know and the tactics will still fall with Gerald. But Villa bringing him in and bring a lot of his staff and I think that makes a, that is a good decision because you have a lot of his staff that are already there. That they'll know how he works, so then they don't have to get used to each other. Gerard just has to get used to the team, and, and I mean, if Villa do have a very good team. Gerard, I think he likes to play a four-two-three-one. You're going to see Wendy are in there in the ten, probably Bailey out wide, maybe him in the ten depends on who's injured. Watkins on the left, Ings up front. I mean, that's a strong attack in the Premier League, and you know, one that probably won't get you Europe in, in this current season, but for the future, I mean, they're, they're all relatively young players at the same time. Yeah. It's not an easy run-in for Villa either. I've just had a, a quick look. Um, and the first two games, we, I was talking about this with the person I know who's a Villa fan, suggesting that, OK, yeah, Dean Smith, he needs a win here, but we don't know where it's going to come from. Because up first is, is Brighton, who's been in really good form this season. And then similarly to that, it's Crystal Palace as well, who are on the up. So don't think it's really two games you want to start off with. And then following that, it's Man City, Leicester and Liverpool. <laughs> so it, it's in terms of first five games, uh, you, you never, it, you'd be very unlucky to get five of the big six or big seven now. Um, but considering the teams that who aren't in there, considering their form and their kind of potential so far by the season that they've shown it, it's not exactly the start you want. There's an opportunity for some statement victories here to just exactly show kind of who he is as a manager and what kind of team Villa will be under his his reign. Yeah, that's the one thing which I don't think he's tactically that, that complicated enough to for it to be like a huge overhaul everyone's going to have to buy into. It. I think he'll know how to get the best out of what he's got and obviously with Beal and that working with him, then they'll be able to look like slightly more complex. But one thing with Gerard is you don't, there's not necessarily a set real style of play. You know, Rangers were very hard to beat. That was the first thing. They were very hard to beat. And they were good going forward, which, I mean, they're, they're a good team, so naturally they are. But they conceded so, I can't remember how many goals it was, but I want to say it was 10 or less last season. I know it's a different standard, but that shows, you know, that defensively, they could be defensively solid. And that's an area where Villa have struggled this year. But if we move on now, so we'll, we'll quickly touch on Dean Smith. Obviously, he has left Villa and he's now at Norwich. I mean, what were your initial thoughts on this appointment for a man who hates breaks, only taking, what was it, eight days, four days, eight days off? To, to join a new club? I think it's wrong. I think he's a good manager at the wrong club. And I think I would say that to anyone that took on this job role. Um, I've said this for ever. Norwich are a team that deserve to be in a league between leagues. They deserve to be in a league that's in between the Championship uh, and the Premier League. And so I think that doesn't exist for them because I think they do well there. It is a poison chalice. They do the same. They're on the same roller coaster ride. They go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. But yeah. I think, I think sadly he's going to get relegated. I think that's, you know, I'm pretty sure his targets will probably be attempt it out the best you can. I think in an interview, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure I saw or read that in an interview he said, our target is to try and stay up. So that doesn't, that sounds like the board have said, do it to your best like, ability. And if you do go down, we'll give you the ability to rebuild and then have another crack at it. So I think really it's sort of, this will just be his introduction to the team and then next season in the championship, because let's be honest, we all know they will be, um, will be his best attempt to then try and build a team for stay in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, since 16, he's only had four months out of football. I think maybe he needs a bit of a break. I know he doesn't like it, but a manager that's lost on the last five games, you know, sort of deteriorating a little bit this season, maybe a break would do him good. He doesn't want it, but maybe it is what he needs. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time he, he's joined the club on, on a sort of negative run of form. 
So with Walsall, he got the move to Brentford. For Brentford, he got the move to Villa. It wasn't a case of being sacked and applying again. You know, it was he got he got them roles. He got offered them roles, but headhunt. So this is the first time he's joining the team on poor form. But in, in a way, is it kind of this next? I mean, it's a long period for a free hit. But in, unless it goes terribly wrong and they don't win a single game for the rest of the season, I mean. Kieran, it's kind of a free hit, Dean Smith, to kind of go and... Well, last time he was in the Championship with Aston Villa, a team that was struggling under Steve Bruce, he took them straight up. So do you think it will be the same thing for Norwich? I, I think even if it wasn't Dean Smith in charge, I think it would be. But I think that the fact that you've got Dean Smith in charge, it makes it even more likely just because of... I think he's a manager who clearly has a lot of Championship pedigree and ability to coach in that division and do well, as we've seen. Um, I don't want to say... You, he was out of his depth at Villa because he certainly wasn't. But like you said, when when the ambition grows, you kind of need a manager that hopefully matches that. And maybe Smith wasn't quite the perfect fit for that. So I do think he is almost better suited to, I don't want to say struggling team, but you know, teams that will have to grind out for wins and, you know, 75% of the time won't be the team dominating possession, dominating the shots, dominating games, winning more than they lose. You know, that's kind of Unfortunately, he's somewhat fallen into that category of your Bruce, Allardyce, Pardew, Hodgson to a certain extent of those kind of people, those kind of managers who will steady a shit more than move the shit forward. Um, so I, I do think Norwich will go down. I think they'll put up a, maybe part, perhaps a bit more of a fight than people think. I do still think they'll finish bottom, likely. Um, but then I would not be surprised if they win the championship again because it's just it's what they do as a club and they really need to try and get out of that mould of of kind of just losing these players it, you, we saw it with Fulham as well when they just recruited so many players and I had a quick look earlier and you know they brought in a lot of players for around between 5 to 10 million I haven't heard of any of them before they joined and I still haven't really heard of them doing anything because well they're, they're just losing games at the moment so you need to kind of if Norwich are going to have to try and do something that Brentford, Leeds and Wolves did, where they were almost a Premier League team in the Championship, that was kind of how it felt, by just how how they played. Um, you know, Wolves stayed up and thrived in that first season. Leeds stayed up and thrived. Brentford have, well, I think will stay up first and foremost, but in certain games have looked very, very strong. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm no expert on this, but if you're going to, remain in the Premier League, you kind of need to play as a Premier League team in the Championship as opposed to suiting to how the league plays. Because if you can get promoted, not by necessarily being kind of grisly, rough teams and just, just being the, get promoted by being the best team. Um, and, you know, even though Norwich were that last season, they obviously lost a massive part of what made them so good, which was Oliver Skip, who's now obviously in the first team at Spurs. Um, so it's about... It permanently keeping those players from going down to the Championship who've already perhaps impressed in the Premier League this season. You know, people like Rashid, who's got a bit of a um, price tag to him, um, Lise Mello as well, who can surely stamp a bit of an impact. Keep a hold of them, develop them more as players, make them learn these things in the Premier League now, and then hopefully when they are back, they can actually thrive and survive. You know, that's how they need to get out of this trap sooner rather than later. Yes, it's all... I think you just said Buendia. I think it's in hindsight he's probably kicking himself that he that he signed Buendia to Aston Villa to then join the club that he was at. Maybe <laughs> Buendia would be so helpful for him right now. 
But I mean, I mean, Norwich are in a weird position for the facilities, and they're, they're not got the infrastructure of a Premier League club, you know. So they or, or they might, but they don't have the budget. They're, they're in such a weird situation. But is Dean Smith down? But a, a team that could be joining them in the Championship next season, Newcastle United. Obviously, the talk of everyone Premier League, everyone playing football manager. They want to manage Newcastle United, 200 million budget. What are they going to do in January? And they've got the man that's going to lead them into the charge, Eddie Howe. I mean, again, what what are your when you first saw it, obviously it wasn't first choice. What were your initial thoughts when you saw it? Wrong man. Ooh. I don't. I don't like it. I think it's. I think it's very short-term thinking from Newcastle. I don't think he's going to be the man to take them into the the future era. And I know you can't just jump into it. I know you can't just be like you know here's you know that much money, go and win a title. Um, but I mean, to a certain extent, Man City did very nearly do that. I know it took a year or two and three to actually get there, but it, I think it's going to be a much quicker process than this. Right now, Newcastle need to forget about the future and concentrate on the present, um, and that is avoiding relegation because there's no point having all that money in, in the championship. And personally, I know he survived relegation with Bournemouth before, but if you look on the back of his like most recent um, seasons with Bournemouth, they got gradually worse. They finished 12th to 14th to 18th. That's a man in decline. He's been out of the job for quite a while now, so hopefully maybe he's perfected his trade slightly. But at the same time, it could really backfire. I think one of the reasons why Eddie Howell was being brought in is because he knows players like Wilson, like Ritchie, like Fraser, so he can get some of those players working. And he is a good manager. I just don't think he's the man Newcastle need right now. And funnily enough, this is the sort of time where I think you get someone in for six months, someone like Steve Bruce, who they sacked previously, to actually make them stay in the Premier League. Someone that can actually... You watch Newcastle after <laughs> Steve Bruce. Are you aware of where they play? Uh, I didn't mean to say Steve Bruce. So I meant to say Sam Allardyce, who they'd sacked previously, and actually get them staying in the Premier League. Someone that can just... No one that's going to make them play fantastic football. Allardyce got relegated in his last job. Yeah, yeah, but if you're talking about that team people, was better than Newcastle. Keep you in the Premier League. You're not looking for people like, for instance, they were going for um, Unai Emery and Villarreal. He's not going to be a manager that you bring in now to avoid relegation because he's not used to that sort of pressure. He's not used to that sort of football. He's used to being at the top end of the table. You need someone to come in, and I know Eddie Howe is used to being down there. But as we saw towards the end of his form of reign, you know, he. Did, he did slowly make them get worse and worse and worse. And he was a manager. That, to be honest, he didn't... I, don't, I feel like right now Newcastle needs stability at the back and he isn't the most offensively-minded manager. Um, I'm pretty sure... We actually had an article that went just out just today. And in their article, it uh, said how he conceded, I think, something 60 goals every season. Right now, Newcastle needs someone that's going to be able to make them strong at the back and make them stay up. And that means, in my mind, they need someone short-term for six months. Eddie Howe is short-term for six months before he probably gets sacked. Because I don't think it's the right man for it. I disagree. Um, I think Eddie Howe is, is the right man for the job. People forget when Man City first got their takeover, it was Mark Hughes was the first manager they hired. You know, it, it was. It was already there. He was already there when they hired. It, it was Mark. They stuck with him. They could have got rid of him. Steve Bruce was already there, but Mark Hughes was the person they kept, and he wasn't there for two months. He was there for a few years, and the reason why because he knew the league, he knew the team, and he he knows what is required to stay in the Premier League. Because a lot of the guys Newcastle were going for realistically Fonseca, Emery. They, oh, Emery knows the league, but again, it's a different level of the league. He used to work with Arsenal. Fonseca doesn't know the league, and any manager that was above that level was not going to Newcastle because they're in. You know, if you've seen that, that team is dire. It's not a good team. It is a bad football team. They've got about four good players. So, that with that opportunity, Eddie Howe, I think, is almost the perfect man because when they do get relegated, because I believe they will, um, he will be able to guide them up. Obviously, it's a 
pretty it should be an easy task to guide them up. But that if they can, if he, they stick with him, I think he will get them up and he'll get them to where they need to be. Kind of similar to what Dean Smith's done. He'll get them to where they need to be. And then it's a kind of, you pass over to someone a bit more with a bit more winners credentials to their side, to, to their name, because he's a progressive manager. And I think also you have to consider, I'll lose my train of thought here. You have to consider Newcastle fans have dealt with Steve Bruce for the past two years. Defensive football was not working because they were conceding goals for fun anyway. They were not an attacking team under Steve Bruce. So Newcastle fans just want to see a team that are going to get up and they're going to have a go. And when you consider how big of an impact the fans have, especially at Newcastle, I think it is the right man because he speaks well and he, the football he wants to play is something the fans want to see and they'll kind of feel maybe a bit freer from another. They love Rafa at Newcastle, but he was also a defensive manager. So it's something different that they've not had for a long time. And I think you might see start seeing the real best out of players like St. Maxim and Wilson. And I think Fraser's been awful since he's joined Newcastle. So you might see something from him as well, knowing that he has that experience under Howe, although it didn't end too nicely for him there. And obviously, I think the real test for Howe is, is the transfers, obviously. We saw how it went in the last couple of seasons at Bournemouth. I mean, a lot of his signings actually turned out to be pretty good, you know, afterwards. But at the time, they weren't so great. Solanke and I, probably the two that stand out, Solanke has been very good for them now. So, Kieran, how do you feel sort of in going into January? Would, would you trust Eddie Howe with the recruitment? I, I think doing it in January is a tough one to begin with because in terms of availability, it's much more um, obscure as to who you can get. Um so going in with a war chest, it, it can be a bit of a risk. You know, not many players are really available and you don't necessarily have as much time to convince them with these negotiations and those sort of things. And, you know, you'd, you'd look at Newcastle right now and you'd say, OK, yeah, there's a bit of ambition in two to three years' time. But if I'm in my prime, you know, I wouldn't want to join a club that is on the decline at the moment. Yes, it's going to be. I think Newcastle are going to go further down before they kind of rise up kind of from Phoenix, from the Ashes kind of cliche. I, I think that I, in terms of both your opinions, I kind of sit in the middle with it. In the, you know, Nathan, you think it's kind of the, the perfect guy or you think it's wrong. I'm kind of like in the middle with it because I do think that Eddie Howe is, as I mentioned, those kind of managers in that bracket where you, you think, oh, we'll get you in to do this. I think he's just above that, but not on the levels of, you know, European pedigree managers who would ideally like to be there for three to four years who like prime the kind of takeover and get the best out of all the players that have been signed likely by Eddie Howe I think it's a very it's kind of a stopgap not necessarily six months but I would say about 18 months would be my kind of rough estimation for how long he'll be there um, I, I think as you said I, I Newcastle are a dreadful team um, I, I think four good players is a stretch um, so I think they will go down but I'd imagine that a lot of the players will stay just because they probably do think there's a good chance that they'll go back up. And I do think they will go right back up with Eddie Howe. But then I think when they're back in the Premier League, perhaps with players who um, will have joined in January or in the summer, I do think Eddie Howe would be let go then. And then you go into someone who will have this new breath of fresh with this squad after getting promoted from the Championship to have a real crack at staying in the Premier League kind of similar to I'd imagine what they'd have is a Leeds, Wolves, Brentford effect where they kind of are a different animal in terms of what you know when you look at Newcastle or you play Newcastle you think right we should win that whereas you know if you look at kind of Leeds and Wolves now you think oh 
maybe on their day they'll beat us. Um, I, I'd imagine that's how Newcastle are going to go now. But I, I do think that right now it probably is the right thing to do with Eddie Howe. But I don't think it's going to necessarily be a longish term deal for him at Newcastle, just because I don't think, similar to Smith, he's the kind of manager who takes you into that next period of like the history of Newcastle as a football club. I think we all are echoing. I think we are all echoing each other. As a quick point, I think we all are echoing each other, saying, you know, they need someone down that can help them in the current moment. But I think we all kind of see, maybe me and Kieran more so than Nathan, that Eddie Howe isn't the man to go forward. But in the same way, Man City made gradual improvements. Hughes to Mancini to Pellegrini to Pep. So he's not going to be the finished product now. But like you said, I think right now, transfers is a big thing. I don't think Eddie Howe's got the capability to get the right players in. I do think one thing that is encouraging regarding transfers is Eddie Howe obviously went through an interview process and he highlighted players that he wanted to bring in. So there is obviously some sort of connect between him and the board over the recruitment side of things, which... I think might bode well because there was a few things that would have at Bournemouth where maybe he was using a couple of agents and he was kind of just go, oh, have you got a player here for me? You've got a player here for me. I, I don't know if that's true. That's a ledger. I haven't seen it. But, um, but that is an encouraging thing that Newcastle, there seems to be a clear strategy from Powell and he apparently interviewed very well. And there is a clear strategy of what Newcastle won. And hopefully, I mean, I really want to see an English manager succeed. English managers never won the Prem. You know, Sir Alex is the closest thing and he's Scottish. So I'd love to see an English manager lift the Premier League at some point. And if that could be Gerard or Howe in, in some point in the future, that would be brilliant. But I mean, three managers, who do we think quickly will fare the best out of those three? We'll start with Kieran. Gerard. Ollie. I think, I think it's going to be Gerard. Yeah, I think we're all going to say Gerard. I, I, I said Smith and Howe aren't going to do great, 